Welcome to this Satmat Satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, today featuring the book Petals of Love by Agam Prasad Mathur, also known affectionately by his followers as Dadaji Maharaj. Dadaji Maharaj, or Agam Prasad Mathur, is a living guru in the Radhaswami tradition of spirituality, based in Agra, India at Huzur Maharaja's old ashram known as Huzuri Bhavan in Pipalmandi in Agra. The spiritual lineage, the guru lineage of Agim Prasad Mathur is as follows. Of course, going back to the early days of the Radhaswami faith is Seth Shivdayal Singh, also known as Swamiji Maharaj, after him was Hazur Maharaj Rai Seligram, a close disciple and spiritual successor of Swamiji. Hazur, I have described in the past as a kind, as being a kind of architect of Radhaswami spirituality. Hazur Maharaj's initiating guru was Seth Shiv Dayal Singh, or Swamiji. A close disciple of his, who became a spiritual successor at the Hazuri Bhavan, center in Agra was Lalaji Maharaj. His ministry dates were 1898 to 1926. Although he was a spiritual successor of Hazur Maharaj Rai Seligram, his initiating guru was Seth Shiv Dayal Singh, or Swamiji Maharaj. A close disciple and spiritual successor of Lalaji Maharaj was Kunwarji Maharaj, his ministry dates were 1926 to 1959. His initiating Sant Mat Guru was Hazur Maharaj Rai Seligram. At the time of his passing, his spiritual successor was Agam Prasad Mathur, or Dadaji. His ministry dates are 1959 up to the living present. Now, when it comes to Agra Radhaswami spirituality, those interested in this tradition have bumped up against a language barrier. The writings of the earlier masters of the lineage have been quite well translated into the English language, thanks to the translation efforts of Sant Das Maheshwari of Swami Bhag. You have all of the writings of the Sarbachan, poetry and prose of Swamiji translated, other documents of Swamiji Maharaj translated, the writings of Hazur Maharaj, the Prem Patra Radhaswami volumes 1 through 6, Prem Bani Radhaswami volumes 1 through 4, the great spiritual classic Radhaswami Mat Prakash, the Gospel of Radhaswami, the message of Radhaswami to the nations of the world. That book has been translated for many decades. And the other writings of Hazur Maharaj. But when it comes to the writings of a living Radhaswami guru, those are much more difficult to find and tend to disappear behind a Hindi curtain, if you will. Typically, Radhaswami gurus don't have too many followers in the English-speaking Western world. And so those interested in Agra Radhaswami may have read more uh, have access, in fact, to hundreds of pages of material from earlier gurus, but may not have too much about the living teacher of a particular lineage. In the case of, again, Prasad Mathura's lineage based at Hazuri Bhavan 
in people Mandi of Agra, there are writings in English that are available that quite faithfully represent a continuation of this Radhaswami tradition as taught by Hazur Maharaj. Again, Prasad Mathur was a great historian. He's retired now, but he is a very academic person, a very famous person, historian with academic credentials, and has published some books of Indian history and the history of Indian religion, very thick books in English. So his strategy to reach the English-speaking world, and it's a very successful strategy, has been to have in these other books of academia chapters devoted to the Radhaswami tradition. And so there are, in a sense, Radhaswami books embedded in these bigger books, a paperback-sized 200-page book uh, in a much bigger book. For instance, someone sent me this huge book, a very academic book about the history of Indian religions, um, bigger than a New York City phone book. And about two-thirds of the way in, there's a whole chapter devoted to Radhaswami, representing a couple of hundred pages. So it's like a Radhaswami book within an academic book in English. The same is true with Petals of Love. It's mostly an academic book about Indian history and Indian religions, various religions. But there is a huge Radhaswami section. And so in that way, uh, again, Prasad Mathura has, uh, using academic publishing channels, reached the English-speaking world uh, with some great material in the English language, giving us a 21st century view of Agra Radhaswami spirituality. Again, Prasad Mathur also has a website with a lot of great resources in English. It's at this address, radhaswamisatsang.org. At this website is actually a copy, an online copy of a book of his in English called The Radhaswami Faith, A Historical Study by again Prasad Mathur. And he has brought the heart of a historian into the study of Radhaswami spirituality and pioneered this concept of a big picture, comprehensive book of the history of Radhaswami covering the goings-on in various Radhaswami lineages. He pioneered this. So not only does it cover his own tradition, his own particular lineage, but the lineage of others as well. Others would follow, others writing about Radhaswami history would follow that same format innovated by, again, Prasad Mathur, I think, of Professor... Mark Jurgensmeyer and his book Radhaswami Reality. Also, the Radhaswami tradition, a book by Professor David Christopher Lane, adopted that very same big picture format of the tradition as a whole. Because otherwise, if you read sectarian books, you tend to only, of course, and it's understandable that this would be the case, you only get a chance to read about what the teachings are and the history is of a particular group. Uh, with no reference to any other group. So these big-picture books of history are a great way to learn about the tradition as a whole, all of the lineages of Radhaswami and Santmat, instead of just one isolated lineage in particular. So this big-picture view was an innovation of, again, Prasad Mathura, 
who pioneered that with the publication of his book, The Radhaswami Faith, a historical study, which you can access for free on the website, radhaswamisatsang.org. Also at that same website is a copy of Radhaswami Mat Prakash by Huzur Maharaj, other spiritual discourses, uh, history of the lineage, photos, a gallery of the different gurus, Swamiji Maharaj, Huzur Maharaj, and the other gurus, uh, up to the living present. So it's a very interesting and quite unique website. I thought I would share today some readings from Petals of Love, the various spiritual teachings about Radhaswami spirituality. This is a reading from Petals of Love. The practice of Surit Shabd Yoga, or inner light and sound meditation, is dependent upon the love generated in the devotee's heart for the Supreme Being, Radhaswami Dayal, the compassionate, merciful Lord of the soul. The Radhaswami faith, or Santmat, therefore advocates the blending of yoga with bhakti, or in other words, love and devotion for God. In a nutshell, the Radhaswami faith is a gospel of love. Love towards the holy feet of the Supreme Being, Radhaswami Dayal, the compassionate, merciful Lord of the soul. Love towards the master or guru of the time, and love with all the human beings is its cardinal message. A reading from Petals of Love. There is a great love or bhakti emphasis in the teachings of, again, Prasad Mathur, faithfully continuing the Radhaswami, the Agra Radhaswami spirituality that goes back to Hazur Maharaj, Raisalagram of Hazuri Bhavan. There's a great emphasis of love and devotion. Now, Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram many, many decades ago, was close friends with Baba Devi Sahib, the famous devotee of Tulsi Sahib. And both of those share that same gospel of love approach to Sant Mat. Uh, like Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram and Agra Radhaswami, as taught by Hazuri Bhavan gurus, uh, and again, Prasad Mathur, uh, they all have this in common, this emphasis on love and devotion. It's just uh, uh, a foundation, if you will, of bhakti, a foundation of love and devotion. Not only inner light and sound meditation, but inner light and sound meditation, or Surachab Yoga, done in a spirit of love and devotion, or bhakti. Baba Devi Sahib, who is very close friends with Hazur, uh, echoed that same teaching, that same love emphasis in his own teachings, and we find that continued in the teachings of, again, Prasad Mathur, of the Hazuri Bhavan branch of Agra Radhaswami, up to the living present. This is a reading from Petals of Love by Hazur Maharaj on the path of the Sant tradition the path of Santmat. Bhakti, or love, has been defined as the worship of a personal deity in a spirit of love. It has also been adjudged as the personal faith in a personal God, love for him 
As for a human being, the dedication of everything to his service and the attainment of moksha, or liberation, by this means, rather than by intellectual knowledge or sacrifices or works. In other words, bhakti or love is nothing but an adoration and devotion fixed upon the Lord after acquiring a spiritual knowledge of the attributes of the adorable one. Thus, bhakti is the emotional aspect of religion. Its roots lie in the feeling or affective side of human consciousness. Those who followed the path of bhakti and reached ultimate reality through faith and devotion may be called saints or saints. In fact, the word signifies certain qualities of head and heart, such as benevolence, intelligence, humility, and humanity. According to the original interpretation of the Sanskrit word sant, Sant stands for pure existence that is eternal, identical, and self-consistent, and synonymous with the highest reality. In Sanskrit and Pali literature, it has been so often used to mean a calm and cool-headed person who devotes his life to the service of the world at large. One quote says, again, Prasad Mathura in Petals of Love. Just pausing for a minute, um, that is also true of the teachings of Maharishi Mehi Parmhans, the disciple of Baba Devi Sahib, who emphasized that a true saint or saint is the embodiment of Shanti, another Sanskrit word, meaning true, eternal, pure peace. So pure, true peace reminds me a lot of the statement here about a calm and cool-headed person who devotes his life to the service of the world at large. Again, Prasad Mathur in Petals of Love. Therefore, a real saint can only be visualized as a person who has attained the highest truth and achieved the permanent values to become identified with the one and indivisible truth through simple faith and devotion. The saint, according to the Radhaswami faith, is one who has realized the highest reality through love and devotion and has reached the region of eternal truth, bliss, and light, that is, Satloka. Such saints as were Kabir, Nanak, Dadu, Paltu, and Tulsi Sahib inspired humanity and led it from darkness to light through their mystic revelations and easy teachings. The gospel of love was taught and preached by them to people in the people's language. The sublime thought was put in the garb of emotional poetry, and thus gushing rhythm opened the floodgates of a self-evolved thought which can easily be styled as Santmat. Santmat thus signifies the bhakti side of Vedanta, adorned by the layer of love more emphatically put by these saints to provide solace to a suffering humanity. The Sant Mat expounded a clear conception of the ultimate reality and presented a clear-cut way for realizing it. Such a realization is known as Sat, or the eternal truth. The ultimate reality, therefore, has been styled as Sat. Many have called the same as Sat Parush, a name for God, the true eternal original being. 
The generation of love towards the Sat Purush is the devotion or bhakti from the viewpoint of a Sant. This love for the Sat can be cultivated in man's heart through his contact with one who has already generated this love and has become identical with it. He is the Sat Guru. The need of such a Satguru for the total redemption of the Jiva soul has been greatly emphasized by the leaders of all Sant sects. With the appearance of such leaders on the religious screen of medieval India, the stagnant and prosaic gyan or knowledge was surcharged with the poetic dynamism of bhakti. It was a renaissance of its own type dawning on the Indian horizon of the Middle Ages, which exhorted the Indians to rise from deep slumber, rethink the old values, and devote one's life in pursuit of the Supreme Being by shunning away the narrow differences of caste, color, or creed. The leader of such a Sant tradition was Kabir. The message that Kabir delivered to suffering humanity forms the backbone of Santmat, and it provides a firm foundation to other Sant sects, such as the Radhaswami faith in the 19th century. As Nabaji said, quote, Kabir refused to acknowledge the caste distinctions or to recognize the authority of the six schools of Hindu philosophy, nor did he set any store by the four divisions of life prescribed by Brahmins. He held that religion without love or bhakti was no religion at all, and that asceticism, fasting, and almsgiving had no value if unaccompanied by bhakti, or love, and bhajan, that is, devotional practice, unquote. Again, Prasad Mathur in Petals of Love. The mission of Kabir was to preach a religion of love which would unite all castes and creeds, laying greatest emphasis upon the intuitive aspect of spirituality. He impartially condemned the external forms of Hinduism and Islam both. The Muslim Sufis shaped to some extent the teachings of Kabir. Like the Sufis, Kabir often compares the relation of the individual with God as that of the wave and the sea. Kabir speaks of the wine and the cup of love, of the lover and the beloved. Kabir was a mystic saint and a poet saint who directly hit at all the social evils. The god of Kabir is both transcendent and imminent, personal and impersonal, infinite and finite, without qualities and qualified the non-being and being, neither manifest nor hidden, neither one nor two, both within and without, and yet above and beyond all pairs of opposites. The individual soul, according to Kabir, was in the Supreme Being before creation, and it came into existence when this light illuminated it. The first creation was shabd, or sound, whose offsprings were distinct spirit entities. Kabir recognized individuality and yet did not forget the unity that lay behind 
to avoid an atomic view of personality. Again, Prasad Mathur in Petals of Love. I am reminded by this reading about how history repeats itself. Some of these same themes play out in earlier times in Indian history as well. I was reading David Lorenzen's very fine book on the history of the northern Sants of India. And he was saying that the earlier Sant movements uh, as well were very much all about social justice and rebelling against the caste system. We're all souls. Uh, we're all equal. And so the caste system is wrong. It's wrong to discriminate against human beings based on caste. So there is a kind of caste rebellion going on uh, at various times in the past in Indian history with these Sant spiritual movements. So they're very mystical and otherworldly, but there is definitely a social justice component to the teachings of the Sants of India to say we're all souls and we don't need to be discriminated against based on caste and creed and gender and so on. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, more readings from Petals of Love by Agyam Prasad Mathur. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, readings from the book Petals of Love, representing the spiritual discourses of Agam Prasad Mathur of the Agra Radhaswami tradition, Radhaswami spirituality. In Sanskrit, the word Sat means the timeless eternal truth. It also is a name of God. The Four Sats according to the teachings of Radhaswami. The Four Essentials Again, Prasad Mathur in Petals of Love Elaborating the important metaphysical concepts and concluding that the liberation of the soul is attainable only in this human life, Hazur Maharaj arrived at the Four Essentials, which are the essence of his teachings, the Four Sats, Sat-Shabd, or True Sound, Sat Guru, or True Master, Sat Anurag, True Love, and Sat Song, True Association, Sat Shabd, or Sat Nam. Shabd, the first manifestation of the Supreme Being, is the prime source of all energy and the reservoir of all spirits. It is the essence, actor, and protector of the entire creation. All harmony is due to Shabd. Hazura Maharaj said that Shabd is not mere sound. It is also the current or energy which accompanies commotion in the ocean of energy, the Supreme Being. Shabd is therefore the formless essence of the spirit current which emanates from the highest reality and is present inherently with the same intensity in the different regions of creation. He holds that the soul or surat, which 
possesses inherent attraction for Shabd, has been forced by its contact with mind and matter to break its contact with Shabd, in order to re-establish the eternal communion of the soul or surat with Shabd, one should practice surat Shabd yoga. Then alone surat would be able to cast off the fetters of mind and matter to enter the first grand spiritual division, its true abode. Explaining the surat Shabd yoga or the union of the soul, the attention faculty of the soul, being absorbed into the divine light and sound, Hazur said that in its practice one has to concentrate on the Tishratil, the seat of the soul or third eye, grasp the Shabd of higher regions and ascend higher with the guidance of Sat Shabd until he reaches the highest and purest region, the Radhaswami Dham, the abode of love, the abode of the Lord of the soul. He believes that the course followed by the current during its descent of spirit to lower regions must naturally be the path for its return to its original source. And whosoever finds this current is on the right path to emancipation. He holds Surat Shabd Yoga to be the easiest of all the spiritual practices as it can be performed by men and women of any age who lead family life and are engaged in worldly duties to earn their livelihood. Hazur therefore exhorts the jiva souls to follow the devotional path of Surat Shabd Yoga and perform true Shabd Bhakti, love for hearing the sound. Shabd Bhakti be Satguru. The techniques of Surat Shabd Yoga and the secrets of Sat Shabd can be revealed by the Satguru alone, who is the Dei Swarup of Sat Purush Radhaswami Dayal. Hazur says that the Nij Rupa is the father and the reservoir, while the Dei Swarup is the son and the current. Satguru is also known as Nijdar and Nij Putra of the Supreme Being. He functions in this world as the representative of the Supreme Being and possesses all his attributes, love, bliss, light, energy, truth, and spirit. The sole purpose of the incarnation of the Supreme Being as Satguru is to redeem the jiva souls from the cycle of reincarnation and transmigration, the wheel of death, to reveal to them the efficacy of Surat Shabd Yoga and to engender into them the true and sincere love for the Supreme Being. Hazur believes that the real form of the Sant Satguru is the one which the omniscient being himself assumes and is imperishable, and the form of the Satguru is formless and imperishable. The true form of the Satguru is formless and imperishable. Sant Satguru takes the devotee to the formless region of pure spirit through his essential form and makes him realize this truth during the course of his spiritual contemplation. The role of the Sant Satguru is like that of a transformer. He receives spiritual currents from the Supreme Being, harnesses them, and then charges the devotees with as much love and spiritual bliss as he deems fit.
the jiva souls engrossed in worldly activities can try to attain salvation through grace and mercy of the Sant Sat Guru. Sat Guru does not exhibit spiritual powers to the world, yet he attracts the jiva souls by removing the covers of coarse matter from their spirit, thus awakening their inner self. He generates true love and devotion in their heart and enables them to perform the Surat Shabd Yoga. The jiva souls can combat the forces of passion, anger, greed, attachment, and ego and come out of the clutches of Kal and Maya, or the lord of time, death, and illusion, only through the grace of Satguru. They will then be qualified to efface the evil effects of karma and get on the real road to redemption. In a nutshell, Guru is love, light, truth, and the Supreme Being. A reading from Petals of Love by Again Prasad Mathur about this process of how a formless Supreme Being is attempting to communicate with souls enmeshed and embedded in worlds of form by assuming various spiritual forms in the inner planes and incarnating as the Sansat Guru in the physical world, acting as a co-worker in the divine plan, the formless Supreme Being reaches out to souls in creation, enmeshed in worlds of form, for the purpose of taking them back to the formless realm once again. Narguna Bhakti. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. section of the book Petals of Love featuring Radhaswami's spiritual discourses reminds me of Path of the Masters to some degree, that great spiritual classic by Julian P. Johnson. I find it to have a similar vibe. Petals of Love by Agam Prasad Mathura on the Sant Sat Guru. A true guru of the time is a real friend, philosopher, and guide, a true benefactor who looks after their spiritual and mundane interests. By his discourses, he removes the devotees' doubts and difficulties. He alone can charge them with pure love and issue instructions regarding the practice of Surat Shabd Yoga. Hazura holds that the Sant Sat Guru is ever-present in the world. In case the guru departs from the world, he nominates his successor and enjoins upon the devotees to have the same veneration for his successor. The departed guru emanates his spiritual currents in the present guru or virtually comes to exist in his successor's form. Both forms become one in spirit, but Huzura holds that the guru in the past form 
cannot inspire the same zeal and enthusiasm in the heart of a devotee as the guru in the present form. According to Hazur, the jiva souls are so engrossed in the world and its objects that they can hardly recognize the sat guru. Such a devotee as pines to meet the sat guru can alone get an opportunity to come to his satsang. Sat Anurag, or True Love Hazur defines Sat Anurag as sincere love or a strong, fervent desire and perseverance to approach the Supreme Being. Such a desire he holds should outweigh all worldly desires, and it gradually raises the fortunate possessor of this lofty passion to the highest region. Glorifying the cult of love, Hazur says that knowledge without love for the Supreme Being is futile and tends towards untruth or darkness or materialism. While love turns everything to good use and leads to enlightenment and truth, he considers the noble passion of love as the most powerful means for removing obstacles and discarding superstitions and doubts. Pure love he says, sheds the lights of grace as it forms a link with the Supreme Being. He elucidates this by saying that sincere love is reciprocal and that the Supreme Being takes special care of such a devotee and draws him gradually towards the grand center of pure light and attraction and thus towards himself. Such persons whose hearts are imbued with worldly love and passion recede from this center and fly away towards darkness and untruth. Selfish love brings on egotism and pride and sows the seeds of hatred, jealousy, and disregard in the minds of hundreds of associates and neighbors, while pure and sacred love for the Supreme Being creates humility, meekness, and an affectionate regard for kindreds, neighbors, and humanity in general. He further says that whereas self-love will never part with anything for the sake of its own aggrandizement and indulgence in sensual pleasures, holy love is always ready to sacrifice anything to gain admission into the presence of the Supreme Being. According to Hazur, love is the basis of creation and the cause of its sustenance and preservation. Every wave of love in the devotee's heart brings goodness and joy from the Supreme Being, and every thought springing from such a heart is a harbinger of good work and good service. He asserts that love knows no bounds, and like its source, it is extensive and far-reaching in its beneficial results. Extolling the sublime quality of love, he thus describes love in his matchless literary style. The Supreme Being being a boundless ocean of spirit or love, and human being being a drop or current of spirit or love from this ocean, and love being the very essence and means of existence of the whole creation. It follows that no effort in any direction temporal or spiritual, unless actuated by love or affectionate regards, can be crowned with success, and the work or labor rendered easy, sweet, and harmonious. The effect of true love is sublime, and all its good qualities and goodness gradually find their home 
in which it dwells. It ultimately takes one to the highest region of spiritual love, and so a devotee should first establish contact with eternal spiritual love, the Sansat Guru. And that is the Sat Anurag section of this book, Petals of Love, which very much reminds me of this Kabir poem, which is, I believe, from the Bijak of Kabir originally, called by Rabindranath Tagore in his great spiritual classic, Songs of Kabir. How could the love between thee and me sever? As the leaf of the lotus abides on the water, so thou art my lord, and I am thy servant. As the night bird gazes all night at the moon, so thou art my lord, and I am thy servant. From the beginning until the ending of time, there is love between thee and me. And how shall such love be extinguished? Kabir says, As the river enters into the ocean, so my heart touches thee. I believe that the word ocean here should be capitalized, referring to the ocean of love or Anurag Sagar. My name is James Bean. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio today, for the most part, readings from the spiritual discourses of Dadaji Maharaj, or Agam Prasad Mathur, from the Radhaswami chapter of his book, Petals of Love. More after this break. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio coming up. Satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Readings from the spiritual discourses of Agam Prasad Mathur found in the Radhaswami chapter of the book Petals of Love, exploring Radhaswami spirituality. Based on this lineage that goes back to Hazura Maharaj Raiselagram Bahadur, based at Hazura's ashram at Hazuri Bhavan, People Monday, in Agra. Once again, reviewing the four Sats. Sat Shabd, True Sound. Sat Guru, True Master. Sat Anurag, True Love. And Sat Sang, True Association. Our final reading today from this book is about Sat Sang, True Association. By satsang, Hazur means the company of the Sansat Guru. If a devotee is unable to search out the Sansat Guru, he should attend the satsang of a Sadguru or that of a Premi Abhayasi. In other words, 
a loving practitioner, a good satsangi, a good initiate, a devotee. Again, Prasad Mathur, or Dadaji. Hazur has also described satsang as the service conducted under the authority of the Sansat Guru or his representative. Congregational prayer, listening to the Sat Guru's discourses, and meditating to enjoy eternal bliss of the Sat Guru's darshan or vision. Hazur calls it external satsang, where devotees can join together in the performance of such acts of faith and charity as are inspired by love and desire to approach the Supreme Being. Another type of satsang may be styled as internal satsang, the application of mind and spirit to sound currents at the time of spiritual practice and an effort to elevate them to higher spheres. The advantages of satsang are numerous. It sanctifies a devotee, quenches his thirst, clears his doubts and elevates him to higher regions. Hazura holds that true satsang helps in adducing the evil effects of jiva's karma and worldly attachments and maya are easily thrown aside, giving enormous spiritual benefits to the devotees. Hazura Maharaj has asserted that a sense of complete detachment from the world and its transitory objects will definitely grow through satsang and the devotee will feel intensely inspired by spontaneous love and devotion for the Supreme Being. He further says that since all spirit entities or souls emanated from one single supreme spiritual source, people of all castes, colors, and creeds may attend satsang and derive spiritual solace and relief. A satsangi is a person who gets initiated into the Radhaswami faith and has unshakable faith in it and acts truly in conformity with its beliefs and practices. Dadaji Maharaj, again Prasad Mathur, in the book Petals of Love. I want to conclude the reading portion of today's program with another poem of Guru Kabir from Songs of Kabir called or arranged by Rabindranath Tagore It is the mercy of my Satguru that has made me to know the unknown I have learned from him how to walk without feet to see without eyes, to hear without ears, to drink without mouth, to fly without wings. I have brought my love and my meditation into the land where there is no sun and moon, nor day and night. Without eating I have tasted of the sweetness of nectar, and without water I have quenched my thirst. Where there is the response of delight, there is the fullness of joy. Before whom can that joy be uttered? Kabir says, The Guru is great beyond words, and great is the good fortune of the disciple.
really enjoyed sharing these passages from Petals of Love today, and last week's program also based on the teachings of Hazura Maharaj Rai Salagram of the same tradition of the Radhaswami faith. There is a great spiritual charge, I find, to these words from these particular spiritual masters, a lot of love and devotion from the ocean of love and all consciousness. If you'd like to read more about these writings, these teachings, I can send you a link to the website of this particular lineage of Radhaswami, as well as a link to the newly created Radhaswami section of the Santmat Radhaswami e-library. I've been working as of late to revamp the library tab of my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com, and the newly established Santmat Radhaswami library at my Santmat blog. Send me an email or text message. I'll send you links to the Radhaswami books. I've been uploading as of late and linking uh, on my library pages as I continuously am working on the Santmat Radhaswami e-library online. Two different two different sites at the Santmat blog as well as at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Or you can send me a text message at this number, 508-603-9381. There's a donate button at my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. You can visit the library section of the website. Click on the library tab at the website. And you'll also find links to social media at the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Tune in again next week at this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.